I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. HD you are listening to a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Welcome to Mint Views. This is the podcast of the opinion section of Mint Newspaper. My name is Aresh Shirali, editor of Mint Views, and I have with me Anant Vijay Kala, senior editor of Mint. What we're going to talk about today is a hot subject in the news right now, the death, the unseemly and strange encounter death of a gangster, an alleged gangster called Vikas Dubé. How he died, shrouded in mystery at the moment. What we do know is that he was basically arrested by the police, was being transported from Madhya Pradesh to Uttar Pradesh, and on the way, he wound up dead before he could be tried. This is rather strange, Anant. Don't you think what happened with him? Yes, Arish, you're right. Uh, uh, there certainly seem to be a lot of reasons for suspicion around the death of Vikas Dubey. Uh, we don't clearly know the circumstances in which the encounter has taken place. Obviously, the police will have their own claims, uh, but there are a lot of gaps in what they're uh, telling the world. Uh, or a lot of gaps in what they're reporting as to how the encounter happened. Uh, for instance, you know, I'll, uh, initially it it was being it was reported that uh, Vikas Dubey was being carried in a certain SUV, and uh, the uh, the SUV that eventually overturned, in which the police seems to be suggesting that Vikas Dubey was uh, traveling, is different from this particular SUV. And Vikas Dubey has actually been captured on some toll booth cameras also in that particular SUV. So that is one area of disconnect. Otherwise, also, you know, it's difficult to figure out how or difficult to believe how, you know, a team of policemen who were carrying just one uh, uh, accused could not transport him safely to, to, to say, the courts or to even the cells of Uttar Pradesh. How much preparation does it need? So clearly there are a lot of gaps in what has happened over there. The police is saying that, uh, you know, he he had a scuffle with the, the cops on the way as he tried to snatch the pistol of one of the cops and then he escaped. And then he was asked to surrender, but he did not. And in the exchange of fire, he died. But obviously these will have to be tested, uh, forensic examination uh, of all the evidence that is uh, circumstantial evidence will have to be done to uh, establish the exact sequence of events. So for now, I think there are a lot of questions that need to be answered. And this uh, the needle of suspicion certainly points towards the UP police. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, like you said, Anant, there seem to be way too many gaps in the story that they seem to have put out, which is about him trying to actually escape and then getting shot in an exchange of fire. Uh, four bullet wounds, I think he's supposed to have sustained four bullet wounds. And the police also seem to have some kind of injuries. But uh, in many such cases in the past, it has emerged that uh, the police are not beyond shooting themselves in the leg, things like that to kind of set up uh, the stage for an encounter. It's just spooky the way these encounters seem to be happening. We've had a few of them in the past. And uh, even more worrisome, perhaps, is the lack of scrutiny that follows each time one of these things happen. Uh, everything is fishy about this particular case. And it's seems some people seem to think that since this man was a gangster, a bad fellow in that sense, an outlaw, uh, he sort of deserved his fate. That's ridiculous. That's a complete uh, flouting of any constitutional or judicial principle, don't you think, Anant? Yes, Harish, you're right. That is frankly a very, very twisted way of thinking. Uh, we cannot, uh, you know, side, we cannot ignore the the well-established judicial procedures that have been set under our existing laws. So it may be true uh, that Vikas Dubey was a gangster and he has many criminal cases against him, but they need to be proved in a court of law. And whatever the established process of law is, that needs to be followed. We cannot be delivering justice literally on the streets by shooting down people who we believe have done something wrong. You know, this has this has to happen through a transparent legal process for which our constitution provides uh, the methods to do that. So I think it's really dangerous, this trend that we are seeing. UP, of course, there have been several, the government itself, the UP government, current government has been uh, infamous for carrying out such encounters. But sadly, this is not something restricted to UP. We've seen an example, for instance, in Hyderabad also, if you recall, around December of 2019 or last year, mm -hmm. uh, four accused, rape accused, were also killed in such suspicious circumstances in an encounter with the police, where it was reported that they were taken to recreate the event and then a similar scuffle ha happened and they were shot down. And unfortunately, I think the reaction immediately following that was that people were expressing happiness and joy that you know they have been killed and the because they deserved after the crime that they had committed the heinous crime that they had committed but we must remember that this can happen if if you know even personalities or even this can happen with anybody and if we continue to condone such actions undemocratic actions then the ordinary person will never have any defense against such strong institutions which are out, out to victimize you. For an ordinary person, the only defense that he has is a very strong uh, judicial system, a very strong law. If law itself is weakened by these ways, by flouting the rules, then I am afraid the common man will suffer even more. We may not realize it right now, but such actions will come back to bite us later. Exactly. You just said it right, Anand. It also seems that the police don't seem to be very creative when they kind of come up with stories, if that's what they have done, as it seems. Because you're right, the shooting that we last saw in Hyderabad, Hyderabad was it, right? Uh, yeah. Seems very similar. It's almost as though they have a movie plot in their head of what an encounter is. And almost every encounter, the story that they give us, 
echoes the other. They're all kind of similar. Uh, it just makes us even more suspicious of what's going on. Uh, and no one seems to care very much. And that's actually deeply, deeply, deeply dismaying. We don't seem to care that there's a basic principle which says that everybody, and that applies to everybody, is innocent yeah. until he or she is proven guilty. In this case, we seem to have arrived at our conclusions, and it seems it even has popular support when someone gets uh, painted out as a criminal. Yeah. Next thing we know, he's dead. The police tell us, oh, well, he tried to shoot us, we shot him back, and he's dead. And uh, case closed. If this goes on, this democracy will be in deep, deep trouble. So how do we tackle this? What are we to do? Does it need popular awareness? Do we need to hold the police to account? Uh, what is the mechanism by which we can actually stop this? Yeah, Arish, I don't really think that at this point of time, creating awareness in the public is really going to be an effective measure. The reason being that we are seeing people respond in a very, very uh, negative manner to, uh, you know, uh, not in the right way to these events. They're kind of condoning them. So awareness will take a long time. And I think this exactly is the reason why the governments are continuing to do it, because there is no uh, opposition from the people. So I think it is for the judiciary now to intervene and start questioning the police as to how these accidents are taking place or how these uh, you know repeated encounters are taking place. What stops you from or what difficulties did you face in bringing one unarmed person from Madhya Pradesh to Uttar Pradesh? Why could you not do it? It is the heights of you know inefficiency, or it, it could either be a height of inefficiency, or it could be a deliberate effort towards you know heading towards that encounter. So I think it's for the judiciary now. Only they have right now the power and the authority to effectively intervene in this situation and start questioning the police. The government, of course, I am sure this is happening with the uh, you know backing or tacit backing of authorities. So I don't think it will come from the political spectrum, the questioning. It is for the judiciary now who perhaps has the most effective uh, tools to uh, question the police. Mm -hmm. I think it is probably time that we actually have a big case exposed, as in shown beyond any reasonable doubt that this was actually staged. And that should be brought out, made public, so we can see what's going on. And people have to start thinking about this. Innocent people, it could be next, it could be you, it could be me, it could be just about anybody. This is something that people have to understand, right? Without which, we're in deep, deep trouble. Well, let's hope we can stop this. And let's hope, like you said, Anand, the judiciary gets in the way and says, we cannot, cannot have this happen. This is a democracy. It does not work like this. Thank you. That will be all for today. If you have recommendations or any issue that you would like us to discuss, please send in your suggestions to podcasts at hindustantimes.com. This was a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, 
Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.